Chapter Twenty Four of Juggernaut: A Veiled Record. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Roger Moline. Juggernaut: A Veiled Record by George Carey Eggleston and Dolores Marborg. Chapter Twenty Four. The brains have been back in Washington for a month. Politics recalled Brain, and Brain recalled Helen. When she began to think of returning to the Washington house, where she had endured one year of absolute wretchedness as an initiation, she was overwhelmed with distaste for the move, but she resolved to keep her repugnance to herself and fight the feeling down. She wondered once if she had rather returned to the cottage in Thebes, but dismissed the idea quickly and impatiently. She knew that the meager, provincial life would be intolerable to her now. She wanted the luxuries of the Washington house, but shrank from the thought of having to go thither to find them. She made up her mind to the inevitable, however, and they returned as late as business would allow. The night of her return, when she first entered the house, she felt faint and weak for a moment, as a host of wretched memories arose connected with every portion of the place. But she brought her will to bear, and Brain did not notice her distress. He seemed affected differently. He seemed almost like a boy in his enthusiasm over their return, and went from room to room, showing her certain changes he had made surreptitiously during the summer for her surprise. He pauses in the library and suddenly takes Helen in his arms. He says, I cannot analyze the feeling that I experience, the peculiar gladness I have at returning here with you well and happy. Though I suffered agony in sympathy with the suffering you endured here, the experience seems to have endeared the place to me. You will never know what your counsel and help during those months meant to me. Our achievement shall now begin in earnest. Oh, Helen, Helen, the joy of striving and accomplishing for you is the dearest one of my life. To see you honored and admired and envied, and to know it comes through my exertions, will be my supreme happiness. Am I not your supreme happiness? Yes, and therefore less than all for you would mean supreme wretchedness for me. There has been a wistful note in his voice, and he is tender beyond all imagining. They seem very near to each other this night of their return, and this new marriage somehow lessens Helen's feeling of disquietude and reassures her. She finds herself looking forward with a certain delight and satisfaction to this winter when she will establish her social supremacy that she may stand beside this man who is just becoming supreme in another field and seem worthy to share some of the honors accorded him. They have sat below by the library fire far into the night. They have discussed the situation. They have planned the details of the campaign and their confidence in each other, and the feeling of each that the advancement of the other is in his or her hands has already won the fight. The servants are in bed. The silence of the great house has not been broken for hours, 
save by the low, earnest, wooing tones of the man and the woman in the soft light of the rare room. The woman, in a half-dream of delight, as rosy visions of the future are conjured up by the man whose voice of the lover always intoxicates her senses, a dainty woman, a regal woman, a woman whose least motion suggests the patrician, morally, mentally, physically, a woman subtle in her frankness and simplicity, dignified in her naivete, a woman perfectly matched with the man. And he, a man whose very presence suggests power and grace of mind, a temperance wherein reverence predominates, if audacity dominates, a man who must lend good even to the worst, and make the worst seem not tolerable but acceptable and none in looking on him can decide whether his mind is responsible for his charming person or the reverse all the room is in shadow save where they two sit and as he takes the soft shaded light in his hands and conducts the woman to her door my imagination plays a sudden trick the room is one of the statelier times and one becomes a bold brave knight the other one, my lady. End of chapter twenty four. Recording by Roger Moline.